Listener's discretion is required. The following podcast episode will contain information and discussion of sensitive matters, including those of sexual nature. If you're easily offended by such themes, if you're under 18 years old or need a safe space, please stop listening now. Thank you. I am painting a unreasonable and illogical, inaccurate picture of how men are, because men don't men are not careful like this. We're a little bit late in the party, admittedly, but uh, occasionally when uh, you have to deal with matters of such nature, I think it is best for the dust to settle before you start picking up the pieces and discussing about them, because once the sentiments are on fire, there's bound to be mistakes to be made. So it's best that we're doing this at this stage. What I'm referring to is, of course, the drama that happened around base nectar and the sexual allegations that appeared on June 29th of 2020 and escalated over the next week. When I read what was posted on Instagram and other social media, I felt like I was entering the bizarre world of uh, the occult, the Illuminati, communism, Donald Trump, it was all the mixed up. I have no clue what's going on. And this is a continuation, of course, of the podcast that we did about politics and dance music not mixing very well. And this is exactly another one. But the main theme of uh, this podcast and with what happened with Bass Nectar in particular is about cancel culture. What cancel culture is and how does it affect the music scene that it infects? Unfortunately, it seems that in 2020, cancel culture is an inevitability. So the story starts around 29th of June when an account popped on Instagram called Evidence Against Bass Nectar. And that account started posting screenshots of messages and other so-called evidence against Bass Nectar, basically allegations against Bass Nectar. Now, let me give you a little bit of background of what's been going on in the dance scene with regards to sexual allegations. Well, we all know where this started. This started with Dacic. Dacic, back in March 2018, was accused of sexual assault and he basically was cancelled. Interestingly enough, if you go on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see that he has more than 250,000 followers still to the day. However, what happened this last month is very peculiar and interesting at the same time. So there's been allegations for many against many DJs, and interestingly enough, again, this all happens around California in the US. So I'm afraid that if you listen from other parts of the world, you may not be familiar with the DJs, the local Californian DJs and the local uh, scene there. And you may not be well informed about those uh, those matters because they seem to have a core audience, which is very, very local. And also, it's important to know that uh, allegations always seem to involve 
DJs of dubstep or bass music. So no house music or techno music, definitely not trance music. On 11th of June, there's been allegations against the DJ called Graves. Then 14 days later, on the 25th of June, there's been allegations against Aerocord. Then the beginning of July, at the same time with Bass Nectar, there's been allegations against a DJ called Space Jesus. And when I looked even deeper, and I'm not going to cover this on this episode, there's been allegations against Moonboy, Snails, and Naco, as well as Thriftworks. Now, as I said, you may not be familiar with them. The main name here is Bass Nectar, so he's as big, bigger, I would say, than even Datsik, because he's been one of the daddies of the scene, of the bass scene. He has a ton of dedicated fans that uh, call themselves bassheads, or as other people like um, to call them, stands, bass uh, nectar stands. And this guy has been going on for almost 20 years now, but uh, interestingly, he has released back in 2001 a mix CD called Freak Beats for the Beat Freaks, and I swear we did not name ourselves after Bass Nectar that album. But um, yeah, I found out about uh, that. I'm not very familiar with his music. Perhaps I missed out on this. But I do know of him, he's a very well-established name, and this is why the sexual allegations against him have even more gravitas. So, as I said, all these things happened more or less at the end of June, when uh, that uh, account of uh, Cold Evidence Against Bass Nectar started posting screenshots on Instagram. And then there was a rift of posts both on Reddit uh, and on Twitter as well as on Facebook on the official Bass Nectar account. So to start with, I'm going to play a audio clip of uh, that allegedly belongs to Bass Nectar, and we're gonna discuss about it. I would also advise uh, for you who are listening to the audio podcast version to go and watch the video podcast version that will be posted later on YouTube because a lot of the screenshots may make more sense if you actually view them rather than listen to me. So here comes the audio clip. I am painting a unreasonable and illogical, inaccurate picture of how men are because men don't men are not careful like this mm-hmm. some you might meet some man in the future who is but the average guy is not spending this much time thinking about you worrying about you making sure it's okay for you the average guy is like trying to lock you down trying to like block everyone else away and make you only be his do what he wants you to do and i know that i'm not going to do that to you and i know most guys are so I'm just, until you're like at that age where I'm like, you fucking know what's up, you can go make that goddamn call. And you're living in a place where the likelihood of meeting an incredible man is high. I just think it's better for you to not fuck around. And in the meantime, if you're like, if I'm not seeing anyone seriously and I'm available to you and you like me and I like you, then it all just seems like it fucking works out. Great, as long as when you do either want to meet someone I give you that freedom, or when you do meet someone, I support it. Cool. But you should know that. Like, I'm not saying don't see anyone because you're my property. And I should, I would only be able to say that if I said that to you. 
which I'm not gonna see anyone else, so you can't see anyone else. That way that, that should work. And I couldn't say that to you and trust that until you're at least 25. If I did it now, in my mind, I'm like, no matter what ring I have, no matter what contract I sign, she's gonna change at some point. And, and she could change and be like, holy shit, dude, I've only been with you since I was 17 years old. I, I'm fucking 26 and I'm, I'm realizing I'm gay or I'm realizing I fucking like black men or I want to fucking go travel to, to Taiwan. That shit that does happen. Those who get like rushed into a relationship when they're young, they fucking have a breakdown in their late 20s. Okay, so what did you listen? That's allegedly bass nectar. And I think it is beyond doubt that whoever is there is trying a technique called grooming on a younger female on this occasion basically acting as a father figure and trying to trying to get close as close as possible to a child try to gain its um, trust uh, and therefore later on emotionally manipulate the child for one's own gains whether this is sexual in nature or not we need to remember that for anybody who's a teenager and you should not be listening to this right now but uh, as as you start basically maturing in your hormones changing this a lo whole lot of changes happening in your body as well as your brain and you're not emotionally stable really at that age no matter how much you think you are for those who have gone through this period of our life we do know that this is the case really the things that we were thinking of don't hold themselves for for too long in a large let let me put it this way but uh, grooming is a tactic that is traditionally used by pedophiles and therefore we come into the effects of uh, these allegations so first of all i did a little bit of research just to clear my head about uh, some legal terms and i'm referring to us terms here so we have to be clear about the difference between sexual harassment and sexual assault so sexual harassment first of all is happening usually in employment it's dis discrimination on the basis of sex and it is basically unwelcome sexual advances requests for sexual favors and other verbal physical contact of a sexual nature when basically there's a dependency a re relation dependency between two parties uh, as i said this is more of a civil problem and it happens in work now sexual assault is different so sexual assault is a felony of the second degree and it is when a person engages in sexual intercourse or deviates sexual intercourse with a complainant without the complainant's consent and that's very very important and finally rape rape is a felony of the third degree and is defined when a person engages in sexual intercourse with the complainant by forcible compulsion by threat of forcible compulsion that will prevent resistance or a person who's unconscious or whether a person knows that the complainant is unaware the sexual intercourse is occurring and that would involve children or minors because they may not be aware in most cases they're not aware of what is happening now it's very important here to discuss the issue of consent uh, because consent comes into this area of sexual assault it's uh, i was surprised to find that different states in the united states of america have different age of consent so the age of consent varies between 16 17 and 18 years old 
18 years old, been in Arizona, California, Delaware, Florida, Idaho, Kentucky, North Dakota, Oregon, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Virginia, and Wisconsin. Having cleared all these terms now, I think it's important to start going to the evidence, as we uh, like, as people called it. And it's important to say there's been a rift in the responses that happened online. So on one hand, you had people who, the, the Base Nectar fans, who were fiercely defending Base Nectar, saying that this is the effect of cancer culture. Some people are really angry with him, probably women, and they want to take revenge on him, and they fabricated the whole story. And on the other hand, you have people who obviously support the, the victims or the alleged victims, and um, they were bringing more and more and more allegations. I went, first of all, on Reddit, and I found a post that is closed, which is two years old, and it says, it's titled, Confession about Lauren. So Lauren is the name of Base Nectar. He mentions, in the current events of women empowering each other to come forward with their experiences, I'm sharing mine. I have already found one other girl that shares my exact ex experience. I met Base Nectar when I was 16, and again, age of consent is paramount here, depending on the, st uh, the state. After one of his shows, we talked and I was honest and upfront about my age. He was 33 at the time. After we had sex a few times, it became a regular thing. I truly believed I was special, despite being nothing more than a naive teenager. He would have sex with me, then give me only fatherly advice, reminding me just how much of an incredible woman I will grow into one day. The problem is, I know he's doing this to other young girls all over the country. For someone who preaches the protection of women, the sexuality, he sure knows how to exploit the underage ones. So that was posted two years ago. And this is important because it looks like nothing has happened despite all these allegations. And I'm not quite sure because, as I said, I wasn't following Base Nectar closely. Why is that? A lot of people on the social media said that uh, Base Nectar has very powerful lawyers who would help him get out of troublesome situations as such, or that his fans, the Base Heads, would go and victim shame every, anybody that would come out to reveal these details and therefore things would go unnoticed. And the reason I'm saying that is becomes more interesting or weird because I see a tweet from 2015 by a person called Introvira saying, Base Nectar is a pedophile, hashtag, yeah, I said it. So that's 2015 and it has three likes. So nothing has happened, but we can go even further back in time. So there's another post on Instagram by a person called Andrew Lowe. He says, yeah, Lorraine has been a pedo piece of S. Back in the day, 2010, 2013, there were multiple accounts of his misconduct towards young girls, usually 16 to 18 years old girls who looked like they were 12 to 13. It was commonplace to hear about it in base nectar family, but everyone, myself included, was quick to victim shame the girls rather than hear them out. So these are quite serious allegations if you think about it, because if really Base Nectar, if he really is a pedophile, this has been going on since 2010. And for whatever reason, nobody has taken any action against him. Next, we have uh, a 
host by a online blog called TDM Sauce. You may have heard of it. And he says, ha ha ha, oh bass nectar. He's super rowdy and a prankster. Once after a beachfront festival, there were a bunch of girls backstage and they came up to him asking him what he was doing after this. He said he had an after party to play. The girls were all pouty and said it was sold out, so he told them, I'll put you on the list as hot girl. Bring 10 of your friends, see you there. I wish I didn't have to go to another venue that night because I would have loved to have watched these obviously underage girls roll up to the club and try to get in as hot girl plus 10. And that really shows the power of the DJ and the musician as idol. The DJ having groupies, the fans idolizing him and just following him across. And this really is the core of the problem, but I'm going to get onto that later. We next have an account uh, from a website from 2018 called Crazy Days and Nights. I'm not familiar with it. The post says, Every performer wants fans. Fans wants to love the performance they admire. What happens though if the performer starts sexually assaulting some of their underage fans? If you're this Rob Zombie looking A-list DJ, you get your other fans to cover for you. He also gets them to shame the fans if they try and speak up. He silences them with threats and intimidation and since Datsik was busted for the same thing, has started trying to force these minors to sign NDAs, that's non-disclosure agreements. If that doesn't work, he has been known to let his fans know who they should target. A full-on pile-on effect on the victim's social media usually gets them to change their mind. Peer pressure, right? It's only a matter of time before his hardball tactics are going to lead to the suicide of one of the victims. So this is again serious allegations from 2018 and this account doesn't really name Bass Nectar but uh, kind of paints Bass Nectar saying if you are this Rob, Rob Zombie looking A-list DJ. The tactics or alleged tactics are, are detailed there basically either using uh, solicitors with NDAs or the fans supplying peer pressure to silence the fans or victims shame them. We're coming now to the end of 2019 with a tweet from a chap called Skunto. What if one, he says, what if one of the scene's biggest artists was a sexual predator but no one knows because they have an amazing legal team and rabbit fans who are down to gangstock victims who are trying to speak out. Yeah, he paints bass nectar as well here. It's This is an ongoing problem now for 10 years and nobody actually has done anything about it. So finally coming down to today, we see this uh, on this account, there's uh, this screenshot from uh, Instagram from a musician called Il Gates, Il Gates Music. Uh, he's a musician that has actually worked with bass nectar and uh, we'll see why he's important. He posts something about, if you're racist, sexist, homophobic, or a Trump supporter, please do not listen to my music or come to my shows. Nobody cool wants to hang out with you. And there's a reply there by a person called uh, Miranda, which is actually Miranda Hughes, uh, which is actually the singer on one of Bass Nectar's uh, singles uh, called Take You Down. Miranda says, dude, Loreen is having sex with 16-year-olds and he's the most womanizing man I've ever dated. LOL, he's obviously sexist as F. You've never dated him. Ha ha. Uh, he literally talked me out of getting an entertainment lawyer like 
the first contract said, so that he could get what he wanted from me. These are used as, these screenshots or, or tweets or mentions are used as evidence now. And we're in 2020 where basically anything on the internet is evidence. More to that now. This guy saying Lorraine is having sex with 16-year-olds, but he doesn't rape anyone. And then uh, another chap is replying, it's statutory, you sick F. A child cannot consent, LOL, how hard is that for you? Another account is posting as a person who has worked directly with him through both dance safe and promo companies here's my story and i have nothing to gain from this so please tell me i'm lying maybe six to seven years ago so i'm about 21 to 22 i was in charge of talent relations i found out i was being scheduled to work nectar cool on his rider for those people who don't know what a rider is this is the extra kind of stuff a promoter provides to an artist on top of uh, basically the uh, expected uh, contracted things, although they're on a contract. On his rider, he specifically asked for young girls. Well, I'm surprised. I hit my female friends up who were anywhere from 19 to 21. Brought them to him to party. He looked at us and verbally said, I requested young girls and proceeded to slam the door in our faces. That's just one story, but yeah, I really need the clout. You see, my problem with this is... This guy is bringing his friends, female friends, for bass nectar, for him to party as part of his rider. That doesn't just sound proper to me. What I mean by this is that it's not just bass nectar that's the problem. It's everybody. And there's more screenshots uh, from that account he has used, as you can see here the, on Twitter, the words bass nectar and pedophile. And there is a an account saying... While Bass Nectar is releasing new music and generally still thriving, let's not forget that he has also been accused of sexual assault over the years by several people, but the stands would rather listen to the Lord and Savior Lorin than hold him or themselves accountable. And then uh, another person is replying, Bass Nectar is a known pedophile. He only dates under 18 girls. He was outed years ago by a fan who was blackballed by Bass Nectar and his lawyers and drove the fan to a nervous breakdown. The guy also had undercover proof of nectar stealing from other artists. There's a person called Rorter Robinson, BLM. Uh, so it's an anagram of Porter Robinson. I haven't seen anyone talk about allegations really besides her. Everything I've seen over this all circles back to her or her friends she knows. And then Emily, we don't know who she is, says, everything I've heard is from other DJs who have told me personally. I didn't even know who these girls were before today, and I've known about this for about a year now. But either way, if it's true, hopefully someone will come forward eventually, and that'll be that. And then, Rorter Pobinson is answering again. When the Datsik things happened and something before it got brought to light by Miranda, Miranda, that's Miranda Hughes, we'll talk about her soon, but she's not credible, and I haven't seen anything else besides her being brought forward. So... Miranda basically has two friends. So Miranda, again, Miranda Hughes is a singer that participated with him on a single from 2013 called Take You Down. So she has two friends. One is called Becca or Rebecca and another one, Jenna. Those two girls uh, apparently had um, sex with Bass Nectar when they were 16 and 15. Forward now comes Miranda says with her name being on Twitter being love thy kitten or mimi 
That's my friend Becca. The other girl is named Jenna. Jenna met Lorin at 15. Lorin is a highly misogynistic communist. There we go. He doesn't care about women. He's also a pathological liar and bully. His ex-manager Gnallus assaulted me once too after a show. Not a good group of people. Definitely if that happened. And this is a screenshot here from Rebecca Jean. Uh, now she's using her real name, I guess, on Facebook saying, well, I met Lorraine when I was 16 with Miranda at one of his shows. He pulled me aside from everyone's into a sound closet and said he wanted me to come to his hotel just to talk and get to know each other. He kissed me and then we exchanged numbers. I went to his hotel and told him how old I was, which he was perfectly fine with, even though he was 36. We started dating after that. There's a lot if you read the comments now, and I'm not going to go through the comments because there's so many of them, but... Half of them basically discredit those people that are saying that, calling them mentally unstable or calling them that they're lying about the age, they're producing facts about dates. There is uh, on this picture that you'll see, it says Beckham met Lauren at his show. We went together at Kane's Ballroom, Tulsa 2010. So there is actually a show. There's a picture of a show that Basenek did in Tulsa in Oakland. Oklahoma on April 28th of 2010. And Mimi, that girl Miranda Hughes says, as a female collaborator of Bass Nectar, I'm devastating, will be making a longer statement tomorrow. For now, I send love, healing, and support to the woman who came forward tonight. I send love and healing to the fans in this community whose hearts are also breaking. It was an onslaught, as I said, of allegations happening a few a day, and at the same time, there were fierce discussions both on Twitter and on Facebook and I'm gonna play you now a clip an audio clip which is about five minutes long which there's a discussion between a person that's alleged to be bass nectar and a fan and it sounds quite revealing so here it goes crazy shit can I, can I, see the thing is I, I want to tell you but like this is the, the most sketchy shit I can't say it out loud I'm not gonna, anything I did. It's, it's okay. I, well, I was gonna say, is this something you did that you feel, you know, <laughs> could lead to that? Like lead to that? Conclusion? So check it out. I have done so many random. I, I don't have an explanation for why I have done this, but the list of people like Miranda who I have tried to take care of is so pathetic i have put myself in the most reckless situations because i felt like i could help and it wasn't like a like i have to be a savior it was like a girl online texting me that she's stuck at a frat party and you can mm -hmm. never tell anyone this okay i'm gonna tell you this but you can never tell anyone this okay <laughs> at a frat party she tweeted me this it was before there was uber and she says please help me i i didn't even like i know her and she tweeted it and she was like please help me i'm at a frat party um my friend is with a frat guy and i'm out on the porch all alone in arkansas i don't even live in this state and mm. i like was, i was like what's your number and she called me and uh, we got on the phone and she was so innocent and like just this random human and I didn't there was no uber so I like called Arkansas taxi companies in the middle of the night I prepaid on my credit card to get her a taxi 
they took her from uh, Arkansas to her state across state lines, and now I could be sued for that. Not sued. I could be. I could go to jail for child trafficking because she was seventeen. Like no. I, there's, there's so many little fucked up things. No. There is, there is someone who told me that they were twenty one, uh, and they turned out to be seventeen, and we, we did hook up, and she told me years later, and I just talked to her yesterday, and she made me sob because she was so kind to me, and she was like. I will never tell anyone you were always so kind to me. Like hearing someone say the truth just was like, oh God, but I've also felt scared because I'm just like, fuck, like it felt good to, to be loved by someone, but also like she could screw me up too. She could decide she's mad at me too. Like, like anyone could fuck me and I'd never do anything wrong. I would never, and by the way, Jenna, I did not, I did not hook up with Jenna until she was 18. That whole story is such bullshit. But I also don't want to fucking make Jenna mad because Jenna saved my ass. Jenna went out online and said, this shit isn't true. They're making this up. And uh, she didn't need to do that. Like, I wasn't even talking to Jenna. She just, like, did the right thing. And it saved my ass. Yeah. Because there's, like, you know, the obvious, like, there's the obvious, like, conflict on a societal level that you have to be cognitive of. And I never think that you do anything, like I said, maliciously. I don't think you do. And that's what, that's what's so hard about, like, vindicating and, you know, it gets to the point where it's whose side you take and, and it's only a pitchfork rub if someone outside of those relationships creates it. Does um, your is your opinion or your perception of me that I am looking to get away with anything or hide anything or I, I felt like what I said my yeah. my uh, let me say what I felt and tell me if it came out if you read my post. Because yeah. I worked so hard on it. I I, I wanted to I say I, I, I take full responsibility. I never imagined how reckless and mindless and irresponsible I was abusing my power while I felt self-righteous. I thought I was a feminist who was actually disrespecting women. I thought I was setting an example. And, and, and I, and I kind of was. Like, I'm not a Borgo or a Diplo. I'm not like... Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's just this blurred line. And my main thing was knowing now that I have the potential to have hurt people. I am literally calling out to anyone in the world who feels like I've hurt them, guy or girl. And I will not only go to, I, I'm quitting Base Nectar. I'm ne I can never tour again. I'm now unemployed and devoted to apologizing and making up to anyone I've hurt. And I've just. So that was the clip. What do you think? I mean, it sounds very revealing. So the issue here is, is this the voice of Bass Nectar? Because if it is, it's problematic for him. And this Ill Gates music came out on Twitter, I think, or Instagram, and he verified that this actually is his voice and many other people as well. 
you can see the comments as well on YouTube. If you go, the audio clip is posted there as well, and you can read the comments. So, Basinecta went after this onto his Facebook page and posted the following. I want to address misinformation and disinformation. The rumors of sexual misconduct that are circulating about me are completely untrue. I want to leave it at that because it truly is that simple. I have never been involved in anything that was not absolutely unequivocally consensual. During a time when high-profile men are being called out for the violence against women, I'm proud to be an ally of women and stand in solidarity with victims. Thank you to though, all those who are listening to real victims of abuse and standing to support women. And in all fairness, Basenecta has been a supporter of social justice, support Black Lives Matter and other social justice issues if you look at his social media accounts. And he continues, I have close friends and loved ones who were raped, mistreated and abused. I have always supported victims of abuse and assault. I have protected women my whole life and I would simply never harm a woman. And after consulting with many close female friends and family members, I have learned to recognize that just because I have never intentionally harmed a woman, there are ways that I could cause unintentional harm and I want to take responsibility for that. I want to look at now how I lived in the past and learn ways I could have unintentionally caused harm to others. Recently, the women in my life have helped me understand that while every interaction was positive in the moment, there's potential for people's feelings to change over time. There's always the possibility that someone could decide later that they regret. And that kind of wraps the message. And there's been, again, an outroar after this because most people are saying that this is a mixed message, although he kind of alleges that he had sex then he's not really apologizing about that. And he's also saying that this was only consensual. And finally, just to wrap things up, Basenecta the following day, probably due to a lot of pressure from social media, he posts the, fol the following. I am stepping back from my career and I'm stepping down from my position of power and privilege in this community because I want to take responsibility and accountability. I feel intense compassion for anyone I may have hurt. I truly hope you allow me a chance to work together towards healing. The rumors you're hearing are untrue, but I realize some of my past actions have caused pain and I'm deeply sorry. I'm handing off our non-profit Be Interactive to a diverse team to continue without my involvement moving forward. Sometime in the future, I may share more thoughts on these matters, but for now, please take care of each other and I wish you all the brightest future. So, in all fairness, he is apologizing here. He is stepping down, which I guess this is what everybody really wanted after all these allegations. Well, it's done with a heavy heart, obviously. Possibly it's done prior to other record labels or managers or other industry, people in the industry with capacity drop him. The question of this podcast now and why I did this podcast is, does this resolve the problem? 
After a lot of peer pressure now, Base Nectar steps down. Where does this leave the victims? Why didn't the victims go to the police officially? I know there's stigma involved with that. There's no doubt about... Let's be clear, in the history of popular and rock music, this is not the first time that this has happened. And sadly, unless things change, I don't think it will be the last. And when I mean things change, I mean about people making idols of these DJs or artists rather than realizing the just common human beings. So in the history of rock and roll, you know, you had allegations against David Bowie, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Marvin Gaye, Chuck Berry, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, all dealing with minors or having sex or, or doing all sorts of weird stuff. And Bass Nectar seems to be the last in the chain of a history of groupies and idolization of performers. And that's my main problem here and i'm wondering why didn't these victims go ahead to seek help why didn't these victims go ahead to report this to the police so that some steps are taken and the right people are arrested in time so they prevent further harm it's important to understand that i'm not taking any stand here against these allegations because I simply do not know. I I haven't been deep into the base nectar community as I said. I've read all the posts. I have nothing to say against them that they're untrue but I have nothing to say for them that they are true. I believe that things should be taken in a follow the legal way and rather than the mob taking down Bass Nectar or the next Bass Nectar and cancelling him, we need a resolution of these people because if they're pedophiles, they should be arrested and put to jail straight away. I think the cancelling, this cancelling culture is the easy way out. These things should be brought forward and put to justice. Justice should be sought and the victims should be compensated for the trauma that they've experienced. And it doesn't appear that this is happening right now. And that is sad and it is also disturbing. Why does this happen to the bass or the dubstep music scene from basically American or Californian artists only? I do not know. Is it because they, in the States, there's a tendency to idolize people more? Is it because rock music is still very prevalent in the States and, and these people come from a rock music background and they carry all these ethos and these habits, bad habits with them? I simply do not know. I just have to assume that this is the case. Finally, if you have been a victim of sexual assault, there is help out there. In the States, there is the National Child Traumatic Stress Network that you could contact called NCTSN, which is an organization made up of mental health care providers, researchers and other advocates whose mission is to raise the standard of care and increase access to services for children and families who experience or witness traumatic events and for rape victims as probably is or could be the case here there is this um, organization called RAIN or RAIN R-A-I-N-N the Rape Abuse and Incest National Network which is a large organization that offers numerous kinds of support to survivors and would suggest that as a first port of call you contact them if you do not want to go directly to the police to report the incident and that is that this is johnny walker coming to you with another podcast we haven't 
exhausted the social media posts about this because there's been more stuff coming out. If you're interested, I could continue with that, although you may find it boring. But uh, it is sad what happened. It is sad for the dance music community. As I said, I can't take any stance. I want to see the final verdict of what has happened. And either way, whoever is in the wrong should pay for that. Thank you very much for spending time with us because where you choose to spend your time is really important and we appreciate your choosing us. Please make sure you followed and share this podcast if the topics we discussed spark your interest and you appreciate us going off the beaten route. Do remember that we are ravers just like you. I have been dancing for 30 years now. We're independent and not sponsored by any DJ, record label, event, festival or corporate. We pay for all our tickets ourselves and records we buy, and therefore we're not here just to be super positive about everything when we damn well know the problems or things could be better. We thought that set was rubbish. We have the guts to say loud and proud even though it is unpopular, because we've been listening for 30 years to all genres of dance music, and we know not everything is always 100% sparkling amazing. What we say and discuss here comes from experience and our own genuine beliefs and our sole interest is to bring ravers together and spark a debate on how to make the scene better and keep the rave alive. For that we have to ask your help. We ask you to subscribe to the podcast, hint it's free, and our YouTube channel, free again, but also share it with your friends and keep your feedback coming. This is your podcast as much as ours. And for that, we need to know what you want to be discussing. You can email us at freakbits2016 at gmail.com, tweet us on freakbits underscore cast, or DM us on our Instagram at freakbitsedmpodcast. And if you go to the anchor.fm website, you can even leave us a voice message and a rant. That's easy. Until next time, remember, get your freak on.